Oh, we're so glad that Jesus left an empty tomb. And we're going to celebrate in his goodness and in his glory and the victory that he achieved. And we're wel we welcome you. If you're in our parking lot listening live or you're watching live at home, wherever you may be, we want to say welcome and God bless you. And uh, thanks for tuning in to Victory Christian Fellowship. And Lord, we give you thanks and praise for this day. May your goodness, glory, and power go out and touch every heart. And we, Lord, may our hearts be turned to you. And we just give you thanks and praise that we walk in victory as we uplift, uplift your holy and wonderful name today. In Jesus' name.
Jesus as Savior, I say to you, it's the easiest relationship you can have. It's the best thing that can happen in your life. And we thank you, Lord, for who you are.
King, the one who lives forever and ever. Oh, the one who conquered death, hell, and the grave. Oh, we acknowledge you, Lord of all. You are good and greatly to be praised. We lift up your precious, holy, and wonderful names. Hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory. We fill our hearts with joy. We bless your name. Oh, we give you all the glory. Gabriel, you have to signal to me when they're done.
All right, praise the Lord. We're so glad that you could join us here in the parking lot. I want to thank you, thank the worship team. I want to thank Pastor Fiona and Gabriel and Sean. They did a lot of work in preparation. Thank you all for coming and joining us on this day. And we're so glad that we could be able to do this. And this is a new thing for us. And we're celebrating the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And there was a word that God put in my heart about two weeks ago, um, probably even a little bit before uh, they issued a, an order to quarantine ourselves. And that word was the word turnaround. And I believe that today God is going to do a great turnaround. You're going to hear that word a lot today in this message. And when things look bad and you don't think that they're going to work out in your favor, God can turn things around. If you've ever been overwhelmed by circumstances or by a thing that happened in life, God can turn your situation around. Jesus is a turnaround specialist. The resurrection of Jesus Christ is the greatest turnaround that ever occurred. His resurrection power is available to you so that you can have a turnaround too. What does it mean to turn around? It means to change from a bad situation to a good situation. It means to make a change for the better. It means a complete reversal of a situation or a set of circumstances. It means uh, turning about or facing or moving in the opposite direction. See, when God steps into a specific situation, there's a divine turnaround. He reverses the negative circumstances abruptly and uh, he turns it into something positive and it's beyond human or scientific explanation so this word turnaround I believe it's a it's a right now word from God where we are as a nation where we are as a people and uh, God is in the business of turning things around you know, when Jesus was crucified, he was whipped, he was beaten, he was marred beyond comprehension. And he was hung on a cross, and then he was laid in a borrowed tomb. But on the third day, he came out of that tomb. God completely turned his situation around. And I want to share with you some situations that were turned around in the Bible. And uh, God is setting the stage for us to have a personal turnaround as well as a turnaround in our nation. During the prophet of Elisha in the city of Samaria, they were surrounded by an enemy. And uh, the, in the city was experiencing famine. They were, the, the, the shortage of supplies was very severe. You can find this in 2 Kings chapter 6. And uh, they were crumbling under the oppressive siege 
of the Syrian army. They were full of despair and depression that took hold of their hearts. And uh, they had food shortages and runaway inflation. Uh, there was a donkey's head that was being sold for 80 pieces of silver. And there was dove's dung that were being sold for five pieces of silver. And the people were turning to extreme measures and uh, they were even uh, turning to cannibalism. It was bleak. It didn't look like there was going to be a way out. And uh, for some reason, the king of Israel wanted to blame Elisha for what was going on in his city. And uh, so he was going to get Elisha and kill him, but God gave Elisha a turnaround word. He said that things are going to turn around in one day. And in one day, you'll, there'll be a plenty of flour that you'll be able to buy really cheap. There'll be plenty of barley that you'll be able to uh, buy really cheap. And as Elijah prophesied this turnaround word, there were four lepers who were sitting outside the city gate. And they, made, they came to a decision. <clears throat> They said, why sit we here till we die? If we go in the city, there's famine there and we'll die. If we stay out here and do nothing, we'll die. It looked bleak. They were overwhelmed, but they decided to do something. They got up and they started walking to the camp of the Syrians. And as they walked toward that camp, God made the sound of four lepers sound like a mighty army. And the Syrians were scared and they fled and they left their tents, they left their horses, they left their donkeys, they left the gold and the silver and the clothes. There was an abundance. They didn't even stop to get anything. They just left because they were terrified. That was a divine turnaround, hallelujah. Isaiah proposed a question in Isaiah 66, verse 8, he said, Can a nation be born in a day? Some have rewarded the question saying, Can a nation be saved in a day? In the light of the death, resurrection of Jesus Christ, we can envision broader possibilities. We're being challenged to lift our faith for a turnaround. I want you to lift your faith to God and let's believe together for a divine turnaround of the very situation that we're in currently. We're in a set up season, not a setback season. Glory to God. God didn't redeem us to reduce us. He redeemed us to increase us. Not, hallelujah, we refuse to be reduced. We refuse to see our nation be reduced. Let's prepare ourselves for a turnaround because when God steps into a situation, everything has to move. Everything will shift. Glory to God. And you know, God's turnarounds come from his mercy. There was a widow in 2 Kings chapter 4 who was struggling with some financial difficulty. Her husband died, 
and he was the primary income winner for the family. And now she had bills to pay, but she couldn't pay them. So the creditors, they were going to come and take away her two children because that's what normally happened to pay a debt. And they were going to take her sons away <clears throat> as slaves. She was desperate. She was distraught. She was distressed. <clears throat> then Elisha received a turnaround word. And he asked, she came to him. And she asked, she told him the situation. And he asked her, he said, what do you have in your house? You know, your turnaround, God uses what you have, not what you don't have. All she had was a jar of oil. Elisha instructed her to go, go to her neighbors, borrow empty jars and don't borrow a few. Borrow as many jars as she could and lock yourself into your house, you and your sons, and pour the oil and God would fill up the jars. And everything the prophet said came to pass. She went from not having enough to having more than enough to pay her debt and live. God is merciful. He provided a turnaround. You know, uh, the, the prophet told her to go and sell the oil. See, she went from having nothing to being in the oil business in one moment. And as she poured out the, the little oil that she had, God filled up the jars. It was so much that she was able to pay off her debt and here's the best part, to live on the rest. Can you say amen? Glory to God. And you know, we as God's people, we can cry out for a turnaround. There was a time when one of the kings of Judah, he was a righteous king. His name was Hezekiah. And Hezekiah had a grave sickness in his body. And so the prophet uh, told him to uh, get your house in order because you're going to die. He was mortally ill. And, uh, you know, you don't want to hear the word, get your house in order and you're ready to die. But Hezekiah, he didn't settle for death. He got serious with God. He turned to God and received a turnaround. He turned his face to the wall. He prayed to the Lord. He said, please, Lord, remember how I have walked with you uh, before you faithfully and with your wholehearted devotion. And I have done what is good in your sight. And he wept bitterly. And uh, so then God sent Isaiah back with a new word. How many could use a new word today? A right now word from God. See, when we find ourselves in trouble, God will send his word and God will send his presence to deliver us. So Isaiah returned with a new word that Hezekiah would live 15 more years. 
his enemies would be defeated and he would deliver the city. God said, I've heard your prayer. I've seen your tears and I will heal you. He went from being mortally ill to being totally healed. Praise the Lord. What does it mean to have a serious prayer? It means a prayer devoid of distractions. And it's intensely focused on God. So Hezekiah experienced a turnaround and God added 15 years to his life. And God said, I'm going to turn back the sun 10 steps to let you know that what I promised will come to pass. So God sent the sun back 10 steps. Psalm 34, 17 says this, the righteous cry out, the Lord hears and delivers them out of all their troubles. Aren't you glad that we have a God who delivers us out of all our troubles? Why? Because he's a turnaround specialist. And then verse 19 says, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers us from them all. Praise God. And God is merciful, and his mercy turns things around. Glory to God. Joseph. You know the story of Joseph? It's such an awesome story. He had dreams that he would rule. But his dreams demoted him instead of promoting him initially. Instead of ruling, he became a slave. Instead of ruling, he was thrown in a prison. Instead of being exalted, he was forgotten. And even though his life looked hopeless, Joseph was still on a divine assignment to save his people. When it was time to fulfill his destiny, God gave Joseph a turnaround. He went from the prison to the palace. He went from being a prisoner to the prime minister. He went from wearing an orange jumpsuit to a royal robe in one day. Hallelujah. You know, because your turnaround is attached to your destiny. God has a destiny. He has a place that he wants to take you. He has things that he wants to do in your life. And God will, your, your, your turnaround is attached to your destiny. It happens in obeying God's destiny for your life. You know, it's not up to us to do our own thing or to make us more comfortable in our disobedience. God's divine timing for your assignment triggers a turnaround. The prophet Habakkuk in chapter two, verse three said this. He was talking about a vision and he said, the vision is for an appointed time. It testifies about the end. It will not lie. Though it delays, wait for it. And that's sometimes where we miss it. We miss 
waiting when there's a delay. But when there's a delay, we just have to wait on God and he'll renew our strength. Since it will entirely come to pass and not be late, the vision takes time to come to pass, but when it's time, it won't delay. Hallelujah. And you know, your participation in a turnaround is necessary. Jeremiah was destined to be a prophet of God. The word of the Lord came to him in chapter 1. And he said, um, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I set you apart and appointed you as a prophet to the nations. And Jeremiah responded and said, Ah, Lord God, I said, um, I surely do not know how to speak, for I'm only a child. The Lord told me, Do not say I'm only a child, for everyone I send to you must go and do all that I command you to do. So he told Jeremiah, don't speak negative over yourself. He said, you've got to participate. You've got to go. You've got to do what I command you. You must speak. Don't be afraid of them. Because God promised to be with him. He said, for I am with you and I will deliver you, declares the Lord. Then the Lord reached out his hand and touched my mouth, Jeremiah said. Behold, I have put my words in your mouth. I have appointed you today over nations and kingdoms to uproot and tear down, to destroy and overthrow, to build and to plant. So there, there will always be an excuse not to participate with your call. There'll always be an alternative to do something that God didn't tell you to do. But we have to do what God uh, does. His kingdom must be first in our lives because God himself is first. Our lives are to reflect who he is. Turnarounds come when we participate faithfully in our God-given assignment. We have decided to be in the right place, to be at the right time, and do the right thing. I'm going to say that again. Our participation in God's assignment means we're at the right place, at the right time, doing the right thing. Hallelujah. So God is the God of turnarounds. Praise his name. God doesn't want you to lose your turnaround because you can't sustain it. Sometimes progress is slow. It's gradual. You know, God told Israel that they were going to uh, take the promised land bit by bit because God was going to uh, destroy the predators and uh, those that would come against them. And it took some time. And even though progress may seem slow, keep going forward. Keep looking to God. 
Because if, if you lose your, we, God doesn't want you to lose your turnaround because you can't sustain it. When things are shaking and changing, know that God is setting a stage for a turnaround. Some will be instant, but others will be a process. When things turn slowly, we don't sit and we don't quit. We keep on going, we keep focusing on God. We activate, we are active in our assignments because the vision will come on time. There will be a divine turnaround. And what we learn from the resurrection of Jesus Christ, God will turn your sorrow into joy. Praise the Lord. I'm so glad that God turns our sorrow into joy. Mourning, he says, may last for a night, but joy comes in the morning. We're in the morning and joy has come. So we need to rejoice and be glad. And again, I say rejoice. God will turn your tragedy into triumph. He'll make a stumbling block into a stepping stone. You know, tragedies occur, but God comforts, God strengthens. God is still working in our hearts. God will turn your depression into praise. He will take off the, uh, the garments of heaviness and he'll put on garments of praise. Glory to God. If you want depression to go, start praising. Praising will scatter depression. God will turn your loss into victory. Praise God. You know, he, God is great at turning lost things. A father lost his son, but God turned it around and brought him back home. God turns your mess into a miracle. Praise God. He makes beauty out of ashes. God will turn your test that you're facing into a testimony. And your testimony will be a source of strength and help to others. They'll learn how you overcame the very same thing that they're struggling with. God will turn, he can turn any bad situation you face around and bring good out of it. Our God is good. God will turn your bondage and slavery into freedom and liberty. See, Jesus... He was doing his assignment. He lived a perfect, sinless life. He came to seek and save that which was lost. He gave his life a ransom for many. He came to take away the world's sin. He committed no fault. He did no wrong. He is full of light. He's void of darkness. He's full of truth, not deception. He's full of love, not hate. Isaiah 53, 9 says, He was assigned a grave with the wicked and a rich man in his death, although he had done no violence, nor was any deceit in his mouth. And after Judas betrayed his mentor and his friend Jesus 
Judas realized that Jesus was innocent, but he was so full of guilt and shame for what he had done, he took his own life. Even Pontius Pilate's wife, she told her husband, don't have anything to do with that innocent man. She had a dream about Jesus. She knew that Jesus was innocent. Pilate, the governor, the Roman governor in that area at that time, he said, what evil has he done? Pilate knew that he was innocent. Pilate said, I find no fault in him. Evil spirits knew that Jesus was holy. They called him the Holy Son of God. And angels declared that he was the Holy Son of God. They knew that he was innocent. Jesus is a man of truth, and in him there is no falsehood. The prince of this world has no claim on Jesus. In Acts 13, 28, it says, they found no ground for a death sentence, yet they wanted him executed. 2 Corinthians 5.21 he, no, he who knew no sin, he, came to be, he, he became sin so that we might become righteous. Hebrews 4 tells us that we have a sinless high priest who was tempted in every way like we are, yet without sin. Hallelujah. Our high priest is holy. He's innocent. He was undefiled. He was set apart from sinners. He's exalted above the heavens. And Christ's blood was unblemished and pure. And even though this righteous man, Jesus, he died a tragic, sacrificial death. He was mocked. He was falsely accused. He was doubted. He was spit on. He was slapped. He was beaten. He was whipped. He was crowned with thorns. He was made to carry his own cross. He was thrust with a spear and he was crucified. But he was the lamb who takes away the sin of the world. He had to give his life. He laid down his life for us. Because he knew that on the third day, he was going to pick it up again. Glory to God. And Jesus triumphed over death in the resurrection, which we're celebrating today. The greatest turnaround ever is the resurrection of Jesus Christ, which occurred when Jesus rose to the life on the third day. He was in a borrowed tomb because he wasn't going to spend much time there. He wouldn't be there long. He overcame death by the power of God. His tomb is empty. He appeared to his disciples, 500 others. He is alive forevermore, and that's why we're here today. Glory to God. The Bible tells us that Paul passed on some important information. It's what he received by revelation. He said, Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. He was buried. He was raised on the third day according to the scriptures. He, he appeared to Cephas or Peter. Then to the twelve. 
He appeared over 500 brothers at one time. Most of them are still alive, but some of them have fallen asleep. Then he appeared to James, then to all the apostles. Last of all, as one abnormally born, he also appeared to me. Paul saw Jesus on the road to Damascus when he was going to incarcerate Christians for putting their faith in Jesus. Glory to God. Witnesses saw him alive. It was undeniable proof. That many people couldn't have propagated a lie and kept it up. Romans 1.4 declares that he has been declared to be the powerful son of God by the resurrection from the dead according to the spirit of holiness. He is proof that he is God's son. The resurrection proves that he is who he said he was. He is God's son with power and the Holy Spirit. Romans 4.25 He was delivered up for our trespasses and raised for our justification. He paid your debt on the cross and he justified you in his resurrection. Romans 6, 8 and 9, or Romans 6, 9. We know that Christ was raised from the dead and he will not die again. Death no longer rules over him. Life rules over him. Hope flows from him. Hallelujah. Just like he experienced a resurrection, he wants his resurrection power to dwell and operate in you. We as believers in Christ Jesus, we have access to God's resurrection power. Hallelujah. Here's where turnarounds abound. Romans 8:11. If the spirit of him who raised Christ from the dead lives in you does he live in you does he dwell in you then he who raised christ from the dead will also bring your mortal bodies to life through his spirit who lives in you i like what god's word translation how it, it says this verse does the spirit of the one who brought jesus back to life live in you that's a question does he live in you today then the one who brought Christ back to life will also make your mortal bodies alive by his spirit who lives in you. Everything in, negative in your body is turned around by the resurrection power. Glory to God. And Romans 10, 9, as part of people getting saved, coming to know the Lord, it says, if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So the resurrection is the key to our salvation. Hallelujah. And I like what Ephesians 1.20 tells us. He demonstrated power in the Messiah by raising him from the dead, setting him at his right hand in the heavens far above everyone and everything. 
all God's power not only brought him out of the grave, but it shot him to the highest position at the right hand of God. That's why he is Lord of all. He rose from the dead. He conquered death, hell, and the grave. And that's why we celebrate this today. The tables are being turned in your favor. The Lord is saying a shift has already begun. The tide is already turned. What seemed to be going in one direction is now going to go in the other direction. Situations that are against impossible odds are going to turn in your favor. This is the season of God's favor where the Lord's divine influence is being poured out in your life to get the desired favorable outcome. Where you were once the tail, now you'll rise to the head. Where you were once forgotten, now you'll be known. Where you were once uh, forsaken, now you'll be loved and accepted. Where you were once mistreated, you will be respected and honored. You know, John 10.10 gives us the abundant breakthrough. It's breakthrough and abundant life triumphs over stealing death and destruction. Hallelujah. The number 10 refers to breakthrough. Glory to God. After the testing and the trial comes the blessing. This is a time of a divine turnaround where grace and truth abound. This is, uh, this is a time where robbing death and destruction, they left their mark, but God's abundant life is going to leave its mark now. Abundant life is joy, healing, prosperity, peace, provision, restoration, reconciliation, and desires fulfilled. What seemed to be impossible, God makes possible. What used to be impenetrable, God makes a way. What door used to be closed, God opens for you. Where you were once despised, now you'll have favor. When circumstances say it's over, the Lord births a new beginning. Where all the odds are stacked up against you, God brings you out a winner. Hallelujah. So we need to take our position for our turnaround. What's our position for our turnaround? It's under God's almighty hand. God is beckoning us. He's calling us to humble ourselves under his mighty hand and let him exalt and perform the impossible in your life. This is the position of a divine turnaround. You submit to God and you resist the devil. You do what God wants you to do. You be who God wants you to be. Your focus is on God first. You're under his hand because it's by his hand that deliverance comes. It's by his hand that you will see the impossible made possible in your lives. I believe 
that we're in a season of a divine turnaround where the negative cycles of things not working out are broken and those cycles decease and God resurrects a new cycle where things work out for your favor. Hallelujah. God, Lord is showing himself strong on our behalf. And he's causingly, he's causing a heavenly outcome for us. Glory to God. We're breaking the pattern of defeat and we're going to have victory upon victory upon victory. And what I, I want to read to you a prophecy that was by Judy Jacobs that really goes along with this message that I'm giving you today. It's relevant to where we are and what we're talking about. And this is what I'm going to leave you with. See, God has set you up today for a divine turnaround. And all we have to do is believe him and act on his word and do what he said. And just like Jesus rose from the dead, you will arise and you will shine for the glory of the Lord is upon you. And he wants to do great things. So I'm going to leave you with this message today, this prophecy that I discovered on her website. And I was like, it just resonated with my heart and the things that God wanted to say to us today. This is what the Spirit of the Lord is saying today. There is a divine turnaround that I am performing right now. Oh, and saints, we can believe that our nation is being turned around right now. She goes on to say, the situation is moving, shifting, and turning now. For, one of you, for some of you, it's a very quick turn. For others, it's meticulously turning and changing right before your eyes. For Pharaoh, the turnaround was a very tragic as he pursued my people. Your enemy has sought to pursue and overtake you, but just as I did with Pharaoh, everything is being unleashed on your enemy. This enemy that you see, and even the ones that you don't see, you will never see again. That divine turnaround happened very quickly. And in the same manner, your enemy's destruction is going to happen that fast as well. Believe it. Your enemy that comes against you is a defeated foe. Expect a divine turnaround. Hallelujah. A divine turnaround is inevitable in your faith realm. Don't doubt, but believe. As my daughter with the issue of blood reached out to me, this daughter of Zion received an immediate turnaround. She reached out and touched the hem of my garment. In an instant, a divine turnaround occurred. As you reach out to me and touch me in faith, your turnaround is here. It is now. Reach out by faith and touch the Lord. I'm turning your doubt, your doubt around into faith fire, into faith-fired 
uh, trust. Your fear is being turned around into an indisputable and unshakable confidence in promises. Your body is experiencing my divine turnaround of restoration, soundness, and realignment. You may not be able to go to the chiropractor, but God will adjust your body. He'll make your bones line up. My word is sure. My word is faithful. I will keep it and perform it. Keep watching the road and you will see a bend up ahead. That bend has been prepared for you to have a very wide turnaround. The bend is of a size in proportion to the magnitude of the size and scale for you to experience this divine turnaround. My servant Joseph knew how turnarounds happen immediately. In one moment, he was in prison. And in the next moment, there was a divine turnaround that took him into the palace. My time came for him. My time is here for you. Hallelujah. Joseph was faithful to my word and my commands. He saw my works in great abundance. See how quickly I am working on your behalf to turn your financial situation into an oasis of rest, relaxation, abundance, and peace. And I'm almost done. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. It's hard to turn these pages. There is a turnaround where you have been hearing no, no, no. In the season of divine turnaround, I'm declaring yes, yes, yes. Yes to your desires. I will give you the desires of your heart. Yes to your prodigals coming home. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you and your household shall be saved. They are at this time walking in the direction of death and defiance, but right now I am divinely turning your sons and daughters back to their families. Hallelujah. This is a divine season of turnaround for your family. Look for them. They are coming. Watch for them. They are running towards you with the spirit of conviction, salvation, and freedom. It is my joy to give you good things and to make your life full of joy and peace. Feel it even in your home, my child. I am turning that place of confusion into a place of perfect alignment and divine adjustment. Your home is about to become your resting place again. And don't we know that? Isn't that true today? Says the Lord, you will experience rest in a way you've never imagined possible. For I'm going to give you a divine turnaround in your sleep cycle. Praise the Lord. For you will begin to rest in me and find perfect peace, nothing lacking, nothing broken, nothing missing. You will lay down and you will experience my deep, undisturbed peace as you keep your mind stayed on me. Then I will keep you in, in this peace, says the Lord. Don't be moved by things you see around you. 
Look only to me for your peace, comfort, and strength. I will divinely turn around even the very thoughts that capture your mind my, and attention throughout the day. I want you to come near to me. Let me carry you in my arms. I want to divinely, physically and spiritually turn around, turn you around in my presence. My presence is all you need to see the invisible become visible. As you continue to stay in constant communion with me, then you will experience this promise in a life-changing manner. I have determined I will do it, and my purposes and plans will always prevail. I have purposed your victory ahead of every distraction, every assignment, and every weapon that was formed against you. You will prevail. You will succeed. You will experience my incredible divine turnaround. Trust in the Lord your God and you will be safe. Trust in this message of his prophets and you will win. Receive this word for yourself. I know I do. So I'm here to tell you today that things are gonna turn around. And uh, maybe things are good, but they can become better. Amen? They can increase. And God is on your side. And God is for you. And just like he rose Jesus from the dead, and Mary, who was the first one to visit the empty tomb, she saw the angels, and the angels told her to go tell the others that he is alive. And I want you to go and tell others, tell the ones that you know that he's alive through your actions, through your words, with your attitudes, how you trust in God. Let people know that there is a God in Palmyra. There's a God in Pennsylvania. There's a God in the United States, amen? And he is the resurrected Lord. He is the risen Savior. He is alive, and his power is available and operating and working in you in the name of Jesus. God bless you all as you enjoy the resurrection and the presence of God, use this time to turn to the Lord Jesus with all your heart, all your strength, and all your soul. Don't waste this time and watch what God will do because you're gonna see a divine turnaround. God bless you all. Thank you for joining us and celebrating the resurrection of Jesus Christ in our drive our first ever drive-in service we praise god that he has made this possible and he has delivered it and uh, we're so grateful and thankful and uh, god bless you have an awesome and incredible day